Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome back, Hokies fans, on TSL Now, as Zach Mackey calls it, but we're going to call it TSL today. Carter Hill across the way. Giovanni Heater with you, Zach Mackey behind the scenes, and Mr. Evan Hughes, the voice of Virginia Tech women's basketball and baseball on the set. Evan, your former home right here, used to sit in that chair as Old the host of the Tech grounds. Sideline podcast, yeah. and you're back. You know, it's, uh, <laughs> it's a good chair over there. It's amazing. <laughs> it's very comfy. It's amazing. So for those watching right now, right, like where this TV is, there's about, I don't know, maybe 10 feet worth of space behind there. And we used to have this round table and the, the TSL, you know, people who've been with TSL for a long time will remember we, we would sit at this little round table and then I would put my phone at the end of it on like a iPhone tripod that you could get for like $10 off Amazon. <laughs> and we would, I had the tech sideline login and we would Facebook stream it and the audio was all bad. It's amazing. I remember the first podcast we done on this set and there was nothing on the walls and uh, I'm proud to say the one thing that I still have on this set that is mine, I donated. Oh, the gnome? That, the that, garden that gnome. gnome. So it started with that one. Okay. Will calls it either one, the terror gnome, and the other one, this is gnome. The terror gnome. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's terror gnome. And that's this is gnome. So I made a contribution. To this <laughs> well, Evan, I'm proud of that. I'm I'm around you a lot, but this is the first ever time I've been with you at TSL, and I feel like I'm in the presence of a celebrity right oh, now. No. I'm proud of you, by the way. Welcome to TSL. I'm excited for you, man. Well, thank you. It's been a couple months now, but Has, I appreciate okay. it. Yeah. So I know, I know Will's been, ex- and maybe someone else is going to come on and host TSL now. By the way, just an idea for Will. <laughs> <laughs> well, so growing up in high school, the COVID year, I would sit around in biology class, or I guess ecology that year, and I would listen into the TSL podcast with you, Will, and Chris on the one camera shot back on the couch days mm, when Chris had right. the couch. So to be on your presence now here, I, that's why it's been, it's really cool to be on the podcast and TSL today because of that reason. But to be in your presence here, I feel like it, it's a total honor. Well, that, that <laughs> that's saying a lot. I appreciate that. You know, it's funny. I would think about this because I was this kid in middle school uh, or high school that if I ever got a free period, right, you know, you sneak the earbuds up through the, uh, yeah. right, and you kind of put it up right here to your ears and would listen to, you know, different like ESPN or hope that the Wi-Fi wasn't blocked to get ESPN. Yes. I, so I was always hoping there would be one kid that was listening to the Tech Sideline podcast in, in high school. Or, and, I, and I'm so glad Seriously, to hear like, that. I, I would think about that every now and then. So, and well, how we did it, we did it like a hybrid schedule or, we, I don't know, like we had like two classes in the morning online, two classes in person, and you went live like late in the morning. And when I was online, instead of listening to the ecology class on Google Classroom, I would be listening to Evan Hughes host the Tech Sideline podcast. You were listening to Will Stewart and Chris Coleman. Yes, get, yes. And I also just want to say for our TSL, before we get in, uh, uh, my guy, uh, Jeff, um, who always come, a former football player, what's his last name, help me. Um, um, Jeff King? Not Jeff, K- no, uh, he was on the podcast. Maybe I'm messing up his name, but anyways, so many people in the in the YouTube comment section, uh, and I hope everybody's doing well, so. Awesome. All right, well, let's dive into this women's basketball team right now. Evan, you're number two with this program. I mean, fresh out of college. What a treat, man. You're covering the number six ranked team in the country. How fun is that? Oh, my gosh, it's a ton of fun. It's fun when you get to call uh, wins, but it's even more fun when you get to be around um, – 
just a lot of really good people. And, and I know that's a cliche, right? But it's not when you're around Coach Brooks and the staff that he's assembled and uh, the players that he has brought to Blacksburg. It is a joy. It is a treat to be around them. Um, you know, it's been fun getting to be on the road a little bit early in the year because I, I think that the road trips really help um, kind of the bonding of the support staff and, uh, and you get to know everybody a little bit more. So it's been it's been fun. Like there was a ton of expectation, obviously, on this team coming in. And I think they have met those expectations. They've met those challenges. Yes, it's only a month into the season, uh, but they were excited about having the target on their back this year. They wanted that because when there's expectation become uh, when when there's expectations, you're expected to deliver. And they have, and what an opportunity they have to do that, which I'm sure we'll talk about on Sunday against Notre Dame. Absolutely. I'll throw you softball to start. How fun is it to watch Liz Kitley play down low and Georgia Amor at the top of the key? Oh my gosh. I mean, it's a ton of fun. And I asked uh, Coach Brooks this yesterday on the Kenny Brooks show that I asked him straight up, like, Coach, do we take for granted Liz Kitley? Mm-hmm. Like, I get the box score right in our post game show, and I've got a handout of player of the game. And it's like, how do I not give it to Liz every time when she's out there, you know, 23 points, 12 rebounds in like 29 minutes, right? Like that's, it's incredible. Like I, I find it fun to see if she has a first half double, double every game. Cause it yeah. feels like she gets to the first under five timeout in the first quarter. She's got like six and four. And um, so no, it, I, I don't take it for granted. And I don't think Hokie fans should take for granted uh, just how, how much they love being at tech, how much, pride and joy they have in wearing a Hokie uniform and representing the school and achieving uh, things that we've never seen done before in this program, whether it's Liz winning ACC player of the year last year, Georgia setting the first ever triple double in program history, Georgia to me, her crossover dribble, Mm. her Mm. ability to create her own shot, step back, but facilitate for others in transition. She is so fun to watch. I think you could make the argument she's one of the most fun players to watch in the ACC. She's electrifying. And then for Liz, what I I appreciate about Liz's games most is that she's not your traditional, I'm going to set my feet on the low block, Clap my hands twice, call for the ball, and then just just fade away. And yes, she does that. But I encourage everybody to watch a game with Liz and watch how off the ball, how much she moves, right? She's on the perimeter and part of their motion offense. And then she's diving down into the lane and she can uh, create at the free throw line and pull up a jumper there. She can shoot the three ball. Mm-hmm. I know she hasn't done it much, but I'm telling you guys, in practice, she makes a lot of threes. Mm-hmm. So um, they're, they're incredibly fun from a broadcaster's perspective getting to to uh, to call their games. So how good is this team really? We asked Zach that question. Are we looking at some serious national championship contenders here? I think that Virginia Tech is going to be in every game they play in this year, and there isn't a team in the country that they cannot compete with. I firmly believe that. I think Did you that, believe that did you yes. do you think last year that was the same case or is this team that much better? I I think no, I think last year I knew that they, they could compete with everybody. I think this year they are more equipped to beat you in different ways, yeah. uh, especially when a Wusu is healthy, right? I think in years past, they have relied a lot more on the three-point shot, which is what Coach Brooks's offense is, is built around, right? He's being able to shoot and make a high percentage of three-pointers. And it was much so, uh, you know, throw it inside to Liz. If she's double-teamed, you're going to kick it out, and that three-pointer's got to go down, right? But I think with this team, they can beat you from behind the arc, 
Liz and Taylor Soul can beat you inside. They can beat you in transition. And I think the other big part is here. They can beat you by winning a defensive game mm. in terms of like when they're going to grind it out and just play solid defense. And that was evident at Tennessee when they won 58, 56 Tennessee was averaging nearly 80 points per game mm-hmm. and they held them to 56 points. I think right now tech's holding teams to just under 50 points per game, which is I believe top three in the country the last time that I checked. So their defense is the best it's ever been. And that's the, the point I hope to drive home the most is that coach even talks about how he's an offensive guy first. Mm-hmm. Defense is spectacular. And when this team gets Ashley Owusu back, you know, because she's out indefinitely, I think that this team can can compete with anybody. How good is the ACC overall? Because you look at the rankings right now. Notre Dame, number five. Virginia Tech, number six. North Carolina is at seven. Boom. And NC State, the three-time defending ACC champions, are at eight. This it's is the, unreal. This yeah, is the crazy. best the ACC's ever been, in my opinion. Because for the longest time, it was a two-team league. Notre Dame could run the table and go undefeated in ACC play. And obviously, NC State's won it the last three years. Uh, and Louisville, those have been the three teams. But now, you've got four teams in the top ten. Notre Dame, five. Tech, six. North Carolina, eight. North Carolina State, nine. Louisville, who was the preseason favorites, actually dropped out of the top 25. Louisville Crazy. is the on the women's side is the equivalency of kind of North Carolina right now on the men's side. They're going to be fine. They're going to get together, and they will absolutely be a team that can contend for a Final Four like they did a year ago. So you've got those five teams, but then you've got Virginia, who's unbeaten. You've got Duke. You've got Miami, who made the ACC championship game last year, as you guys know, after covering that tournament. Uh, And Georgia Tech's team that I, I don't know why continues to get slept on. Because I think Georgia Tech and Virginia Tech are the two best defensive teams in the ACC. So it's any given day out there uh, at this point right now. And oh, by the way, Jules Spear, who led the ACC in scoring plays for Wake Forest. So there isn't like an easy, I mean, Syracuse is getting better. They got a couple of pieces out of the transfer portal. I think Pittsburgh and Lance White is a program that I really enjoy watching. I think he's doing a good job building. Florida State is really good. Tania mm-hmm. Latson, I think, I believe her name is, has been the rookie of the week the first six weeks Duke's of the season. Duke's always in the mix. Duke's in the mix. So, seriously, uh, any game, any game. And Boston, I was impressed with Boston College. I think it was a 15-point win for Tech, but BC played Tech very tough last week in Conte Forum. What have you seen out of Charlize Dunn? I think uh, I've been impressed with her um, coming in and not afraid to shoot the ball. Like, she's not afraid to catch. She's somebody who's one of the best shooters on this tech team. I think Coach said she's, like, the third best three-point shooter on this Hokie team. So she's gotten some extended minutes as of late, and I think for the Hokies right now, with Owusu being out indefinitely, uh, Coach has talked about how they're going to need, like, two and a half players to step up, and that half meaning two or three minutes here or there in, in certain situations. But uh, Dunn is somebody who can play multiple positions as well. She can play the two, the three, or the four. I think the big thing for her uh, and a couple of others right now is they're trying to earn coaches' trust to get in that rotation on a regular basis. But I think she's got a high ceiling. And I think one thing about Dunn compared to Viseki, the other true freshman um, that is helping her and maybe either even a couple of other of these players that came in like a Clara Ford is that she gray shirted. And what that means is you come in in January and you get to travel, you get to practice, you don't play. So it's kind of like a red shirt when you enroll early. She did that in January. And I think those extra five months of being around the program has really benefited Charlie Stone. 
done. I got to tell you, Evan, I think Taylor Soul is one of the more athletic women's basketball players I have ever seen. No she doubt. She is so fun to watch. What type of boost has she been to Virginia Tech this season? I think she has been a heck of a boost on the court. And I think her leadership has been an incredible um, asset as well mm-hmm. that she brings to the table. That was my my first impression when I went to a practice in June. And you're almost walking into a new team, right? Shep's gone. Um, Coach Poppy's gone, right? So obviously, you know a lot of the people, but there are new people you're trying to get to know as sure. well, too. And uh, I was, I remember sitting there watching that practice in June, like, wow, Taylor Soul is incredibly um, talkative on the court. And mm. I was so impressed because when you transfer in, sometimes, you know, you're trying to find your footing. Okay, how can I be a leader? I don't want to step on anybody's toes. And, and she is one of my favorite student athletes I've ever covered. Any sport. She is such a joy to be around. She plays with soul. And her defensive ability, though, step in front of passes, create turnovers, and um, I and she's really worked hard on her three-point shot, and that's an area of her game that she's really gotten better at from Boston College. So I, I can't say enough good things about Taylor Soul. I think the most telling thing with this with this Taylor Soul conversation, and I love it, is when uh, Georgia Amor grabbed that final rebound mm-hmm. after her triple-double and Castle's going bonkers. Who is the first one to run over, hug her, and lift her up in the air? Taylor Soul. And she wasn't even a part of this team Last year, it's crazy. Like you would have thought, it would have been Kitley, who's like Georgia Amor's bestie, um, or literally anybody else on the court. And Taylor Soul was the first one there, and was more happy. I mean, everyone was happy for, her, but the pure joy on Taylor Soul's face for her buddy to grab that rebound, I was like, that that was something special, right? Well, there. I remember Kenny Brooks said in his post game press conference on Sunday, he said to the effect of, "We've had some big cheerleaders in our program before, but none were as good as Taylor Soul." So she's an elite player, and she's that type of girl on the team, too. So it's really fun to watch. Well said. Yeah, 100%. And, um, you know, it, it was really cool for her, I think, to go back to Boston College, too. And and Coach talked about this on his radio show the other night, that not all transfers are, are bad transfers, meaning they left their program in a bad spot. Mm. Like, they both played Clara Ford and Taylor Soul for four years at BC. Mm-hmm. They both have degrees from there. They were hugging everybody in Conti form before the game during shoot-around. And Coach was talking about how the players at BC were really friendly and chatting up the Tech players because that's where Taylor Soul and Clara Ford play. So um, I think that's a mark of a true leader, too, is that like she she left Boston College in a better place than she found it. Last year they went to the postseason for the first time in, I think, nine years. And she comes back, and, and it's it's kind of like a homecoming mm-hmm. for her. So I, I think that those are two cases of where the transfer portal kind of has a negative connotation around it in general, but it's truly been a, a positive where they had great experiences in one place, and they're having a great experience here at Virginia Tech as well. She was the Caleb Smith of Boston College women's basketball, if you want to use a football reference at Tech, because I know everybody loves their football here at Virginia Tech. I also want to focus on Kayana Trailer. Mm. What does it say about the depth of this team when Ashley Owusu goes down? She's out for an extended period of time, but you can reach into your bench and pull her out in the starting five. Well, let me start by saying Kayana Trailer would start for 99% of Division I women's basketball programs, and... She plays starter-like minutes, right? Even when Owusu mm-hmm. was on the floor, she was playing 25, 30 minutes per game. Um, but absolutely, I, I think that, I don't know, I would love to hear 
some players talk about like the the mindset of when you come off the bench compared to when you start. Is it similar to when you're a starting pitcher in baseball, but then some games you get brought in out of the pen, right? Obviously, like they have different mindsets of how they're going to attack, uh, but her ability to, to just seamlessly come in and play that spot. I also think when Owusu's not on the floor, right, you've got three point guards. Owusu can run point. Obviously, Georgia can run point and trailer. But now with Owusu not on the floor, you're relying on, on Georgia and KT. Mm-hmm. And there was the Tennessee game that Georgia got into foul yes. trouble. Yep. And Trailer had to run point by herself for about six to seven minutes and did a really nice job. So I've been impressed with her ability uh, to create for others. I think she's just more comfortable. Uh, and, and, it, and maybe that's the wrong word because I think she was comfortable last year. It's just, <laughs> it's. I actually asked Coach this last night. I said, Coach, what's the biggest difference year one to year two at KT? Fill in the blank. It's what? And he goes, another year and looked at me and the whole crowd laughed because it's true. It's not that she went comfortable last year. It's just another year of understanding the offense. She ran a completely different offense than she did at Purdue where there isn't as much motion. It's more creative and kind of isolate and create the ball, uh, create the, um, your dribble, create something off the dribble. And so I, she's the second leading scorer yeah. on this team right now behind Liz Kittley. It's crazy. It's, can I interject and ask one question real fast? It. It's a little off topic, but can you talk about the Kenny Brooks show? Because I think, I think that's something that maybe fans don't necessarily know about as much as TTL, and I think it's a good opportunity yeah. for you to talk about. I appreciate that. that. Yeah, I would would love for everyone to come out and join us. First of all, we're going to be in person a lot January, February, March at the University Club. They've been um, really great hosts. That's inside Lane, right? Mm-hmm. Correct. Okay. Level four on Lane Stadium. Yep. yep. You don't have to be a member. You just have to register for a link, your name, your email. Um, and we're putting together that schedule now. But if you want to listen to it, it's archived on Hokie Pod. We've got many great podcasts. You can listen to Hokie Pod on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, HokieSports.com slash podcast. And it's great. Like hearing Coach Brooks talk for 60 minutes. He's a great talk. Super talker. fun. Uh, mm-hmm. We have a great show. We have a fun segment. We talked about the Hallmark Channel last night. Like it was, <laughs> It's a good time. So he had th- a great, thanks for the plug. He had a great podcast here with Jake and David earlier in the year. Really, really good podcast. Gio, we should go. We should yeah. go to the Kenny Brooks show. I'm in. I'm in. Come we on. go to TTL all the time, so yeah. uh, so why not? Um, can you talk, Evan, about uh, the, the mentality of this team right now? How do you get, and this is more of a Kenny Brooks question, but I think you can ask answer it because you probably asked him this question before. How do you get a team just loaded with superstar juggernaut athletes to mesh like this? I mean, we've seen so many times, especially at the professional level, attempts like this where it it falls apart because they don't know how to play together and everyone wants to be the best, you know, Batman or at least Robin. And there isn't that on this team. And like you said, Kayana Trailer would start 99% uh, of the time at any other place in the country. Or Kayla King, probably the same situation. She, she could be a Batman somewhere else. And, and you know, she kind of takes a, a backseated type of role, even though she's a fantastic player. How do, you, how do you do that? How do you get a team to gel? I think number one, it starts with what Coach Brooks and his staff look for in the recruiting process. When you hear them say, we look for people who want to be at Virginia Tech and that fit our culture and what we want to do, like that's not just coach speak. That's that's legit. And I think that when you bring in Kitley, Amor, King around the same time, Taylor Guyman, right? 
they they knew how good of basketball players they would be, but they also knew how hard they were going to work. Mm-hmm. Like Coach Liz Kitley was not like a McDonald's All American when she came out right, of high school. Sure. She was a high recruit. She won a McDonald's All American, right? George Amor was from Australia, right, and was very talented there, but not a lot of coaches in the United States knew about her. David wrote a great piece for Tech Sideline that I encourage everybody to go uh, read about how he went to Belarus to recruit uh, Georgia Amor. So he he find, those are examples of finding kids that are talented, but they want to work hard, right? And all they want to do is win. They kind of fly under the radar. So they they bring those kids in, and all they want to do is win. So it starts with the players and, and the foundation, right, or the ones that you recruit out of high school. And then when you have those unselfish kids that set the set the table for the entire team, that allows an Ashley Owusu to come in, a Taylor Soul to come in. But I can assure you one thing. Those two are just as unselfish as any of them. And, and matter of fact, I was telling somebody the other night, like, I think people were asking, oh, you've got so much talent. Who's going to be the one to take the last shot? Or who's going to be the one that's scoring? I think it was more like, hey, you score. Or you score. Like, no, you do it. Like, kind of like <laughs> like being so unselfish as a team. So, I, I, bottom line, I think to your question, it starts with the kind of people um, that they bring into the program. And that allows for the other big-time transfers to come in and follow. Can you talk about DeAsia Gregg, too? Demo, yeah. yeah playing a you much bigger her. role this year and kind of waited her turn, and now she's getting a really good opportunity and playing significant minutes. I remember uh, a couple weeks ago you uh, you texted me because I was making the graphics for the, the game days, and uh, it was the Tennessee game, and I put DeAsia Gregg on there because she played such huge minutes in the game before uh, against Nebraska once foul trouble played a factor, yeah. and obviously Owusu and King not being on the floor. Um, and... Uh, uh, and yeah, you, I knew you were a big fan of uh, Dima. I was excited because I, I was excited that you were, you know, giving the attention that she really deserves. Oh, yeah. uh, because this is her third year in the program. She started her career at Georgia Tech, then she transferred to Gulf Coast State College, uh, one of the best JUCOs in Florida, and then transferred to Virginia Tech. Uh, one of the smartest basketball players out there. Her dad is a uh, college coach, and she is always, always, always watching basketball. On her phone, like when we go on the road, I mean, you just see it, right? Like I can see her just watching a random basketball game um, on her phone. And when Owusu went down, you know, she got up to a rough start this year. She didn't score her first field goal until the Kentucky game. And she was really, or maybe it was the Missouri game. It was either the Kentucky or the Missouri game. I, th- I think it was Mizzou because she played really well in that one. Um but she had to play close to, I want to say, 30 minutes in the Nebraska game. Maybe it was, it was 32. Ten, 32. It was 32. Yeah. And uh, she's been in double figures a couple of times. She shoots the three ball really well. But she can rebound and she facilitates. She, she could score, she could pass, and she could rebound really well. She knows where to be. Her teammates absolutely love her. And I think she's an extension of Coach Brooks when she's on the floor because she she understands her scout. She understands what her role is. She does her role well. She doesn't step outside of her role. She understands what her job is on the floor. And uh, I, I, I'm i telling you, DeAsia Gregg might be uh, – Coach calls her a connector. I mean, she's the she's the prime example of, of the glue play. You take DeAsia Gregg off the floor, off this team. I mean, that's, that's a valuable sure. piece. That, um, that and, and I think right now one thing Coach is discovering that you – you can put uh, Kitley, Soul, Greg, Trailer, and Amor on the floor together. That's a little bit of a big lineup for the Hokies, right? In years past, they've had to be a little bit smaller. So, uh, anyways, I, I think Greg, she might not have started a lot of games in the stat sheet, but as Coach always says, she finishes a lot of mm. games on the floor for the Hokies. 
A huge one coming up on Sunday inside Castle Coliseum. Tell us about Notre Dame. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I think you could make the argument. I'm going to say it. I think these are the best two teams in the ACC. And I I felt that way before the season started, that it was going to be Virginia Tech and Notre Dame. Now, it's early. It's December. Uh, UNC is ranked 8th, and North Carolina State's ranked ninth. I mean, those are, again, really, really good programs. And Louisville's going to catch stride here at some point. There's five big ones. Five big ones. Five big ones. But to me, I think that Notre Dame, their depth this year is very evident. Um, it starts with Olivia Miles. Olivia Miles, I think, averages 17 and 7 a game. Saw her last year in South Bend as a freshman. I think she's one of the best point guards in America, and she is incredibly crafty. Um, she can score, she can drive it, she can pull up, she facilitates for others. I was just talking to Sean Styers today, the voice of Notre Dame women's basketball, and just. Uh, everything he said about her is just so spot on what I was just describing to you. So it starts with her. And I think you're going to see arguably the top two point guards in the ACC go uh, toe-to-toe on Sunday in Georgia Amor and Olivia Miles. So excited about that. Uh, They've got uh, Sanaya Citron, the reigning ACC Rookie of the Year. Uh, And then I think the matchup to watch is going to be the Texas transfer Lauren Ebo. Uh, They've got another uh, five who will play as well. But Ebo, I think... Because she's such a physical presence, I'm curious to see if she plays more minutes to match up with those Kitley. Uh, last year in South Bend, Kitley, uh, I, th- I forget, I, she was kind of held in check. They definitely brought the double team on her. Shepard set the program record for 21 three-pointers attempted, and the threes just kind of weren't falling last year in South Bend. But I think Tech is is better equipped to beat Notre Dame. I think their defense is better. I think they've got the pieces off the bench. Um, and I, I think it's going to be a great game. This is the arguably the biggest regular season game ranking-wise in the history of Castle Coliseum. Now, wow. I know Duke's been here before. Everyone's going to say, oh, Evan, there have been number one teams on the men's <laughs> side. Again, Tech has never been ranked this high before, men's or women's, yep. number six in the In terms of the Hokies being ranked this high and the opposition being ranked this high, again, I don't want the comments coming <laughs> after me, <laughs> no, but I'm, this is technically rankings-wise one of the biggest games in, in the history of Castle Coliseum. So make That's your amazing. pitch for fans coming out on Sunday. Right there. Yep. Number five versus number six. You've got This could potentially be an ACC championship game in Greensboro in March, a, a matchup between well, these two teams. That And this could be a game that decides who's the front-runner for ACC regular season champion. Sure. Absolutely. Kenny Brooks talked about before the year started, though, he he thought the ACC regular season champion was going to have four to five losses. Well, and here's yeah. why. So the ACC does pods. I don't know if they do this on the men's side. Maybe Zach can. I don't know if they do the pods where I don't know. I don't they think don't. So. so on the women's side, they do pods because you can't play every team twice mm. on the women's side. So they break it down geographically. So in Virginia Tech's pod, it's the Hokies, Virginia, Duke, North Carolina, and NC State. So that means that they sense. play. NC State, North Carolina, Virginia, Duke, and Wake Forest twice. Wow. Every single year. Every single year. That's, again, geographically. So Mm -hmm. those teams are at a disadvantage when it comes to winning the regular season title because you're playing, I mean, again, North Carolina, NC State are in the top 10. So you've got What are the other pods? uh, I forget the other ones. I think it's like Georgia Tech, Clemson, Florida State, Miami, um, that makes sense. And then I think Louisville and Notre Dame are in. Again, I, I, and then I really only know our probably like Syracuse, Pitt, yes, BC. Gotcha, yes. So, gotcha. so anyways, um, and, and, and so again, that's why it's going to be, you, get, you know, you take care of business in those pods. That's definitely the toughest sh- one. Yeah, yes. with, without question. So ACC is going to be, I think the regular season champion has four or five losses yeah. this year. I, 
I really believe that. That would be unbelievable. But it speaks to how you know how good the league is. I only have one more question for you. How does it feel to sit in Chris Coleman's chair? <laughs> can can I get like a hat? Like do do we have a tech sideline hat? <laughs> right above right, you. Where's that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and uh, I'm, I'm gonna sit swole like this, and um, here, this is going on Twitter. Yeah. Can uh, we put the Zach? Can we put the camera on him real fast? Can we get the muscles? Yeah, nice. Uh, hold on. <laughs> um, you know, it is great. Uh, Did you see Kyle hey, Marshall? Uh, Doesn't he have a Coleman. picture like this? Hold on. <laughs> always be always red shirting. ABR always be red shirting. Press the button here. Zach. I'll click. Yeah, yeah. There's a always be red. That's the first time producer here. This might be a whole. Well, hold on. No, that's, that's on, on the that's like on the podcast one. We won't mess with okay, that. Okay, but okay. Okay. Anyways, all um, it is an honor to be sitting in the Chris <laughs> Coleman chair. I miss him. I miss Will. I see D Connor all the time. Uh, I always enjoy following Chris on Instagram because. Gosh, that guy is strong. Yeah. I mean, his, <laughs> his workout regimen is insane. And uh, anyways, I, uh, I, I'm i I'm sure I should come back on sometime and talk about the movies because they always, use, always rip me for, I hadn't seen Office Space um, and I hadn't seen Major League. Yeah. Oh, which, great movie. Yeah. I, I just movie. want everyone at TSL to know. So I went on ESPN Blacksburg last year. And he said something like, Evan, how many times, Paul was like, how many times have you said just a bit outside? And I was like, I haven't seen it. I, I don't want to say that. I've heard the phrase, but I don't want to say it without having seen the movie. Right. And Clark Ruland, friend of the show, uh-huh. who's obviously built, helped yep. build this podcast, said, tweeted, right at Evan K. Hughes has never seen Major League. I had over 55 people tweet at me. Wow. That I have during the ACC tournament. Yeah, it was. And it all kind of started TSL and people like, oh, you didn't see Office Space either. So, anyways, I've seen Major League. I've seen Major League Two and I've seen Office Space. So, I'm proud of myself. Thank you, TSL community, for helping me. Hopefully, the boards uh, don't go off on them. Can I confess that I actually, and this is just completely coincidental, I watched Major League for the first time over Thanksgiving break and I have never seen it. It's a good movie. Can I actually tell you something? Go for it. I have never seen Major League. Oh, all right. And I'm a huge baseball well, guy. And Chris has the um, Chris has something in his office from Major League. So, gotcha. anyways, I'll I'll have to see those guys. It's always fun running into uh, Chris. Actually, my parents tailgated with Will, Chris, Clark, Ruland, and uh, and Izzy before mm-hmm. Game Three of the Super Regionals. I got selfies of them really? all tailgating in the cage lot. It's so. really cool. Anyways, but I'm proud of you guys. Really, job that y'all are doing here on TSL today. <laughs> TSL today, and um, you know, you, th- this is great. And I hope people will continue to consume it. I, I appreciate that, Evan. I want to bring it back to basketball for just, yep. just one more second here. I think the biggest thing, you know, selling point-wise, why to go watch this team play, and this is like something you can look in the camera for, is like don't miss the opportunity to see this because mm-hmm. it might ne- – not that it will never happen again, but this is once-in-a-lifetime time stuff to have a team this good be a national contender at this level. Like this might be ver- – this could be – could have the makings to be Virginia Tech's first team national championship. Don't miss it. Don't yeah. miss the opportunity to go watch this team play. Go to every game you can. If you're a student, it's free. All you do is go on the 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 online and enter the, the lottery, lottery. Yeah, and yeah. you get a ticket no matter what. It's not like yeah. the men's game where you have to hope you get it. Like they let you in the door. It's free. Like go watch this team. It, you never know if it's ever going to happen again. Mm-hmm. So soak it in while it's here because, you know, it's right there. And I they're hate really good. how Notre Dame, North Carolina, and Louisville are all here over break, though. Yeah, I know. But NC State is, and the, the crowd for the Nebraska game was awesome. So it really let's get was. That, let's get that for every single home game. Yeah, I, I think what you guys said, and they play a fun style. If you've never seen them play before, 
they, they play score. a really fun brand of basketball. So uh, come out and and Sunday. It's going to be electric, and hopefully it's a day that we uh, we never forget. Fingers crossed that they'll uh, even host a, a NCAA tournament game. Yeah, that top four seed, you host the first and second rounds in Blacksburg. Right now, I think I saw Charlie Cream at ESPN had them as a two seed. Okay. So, uh, But these games matter, right? Tennessee mattered. Nebraska mattered. Uh, Kentucky in the Bahamas really mattered. Those are three signature non-conference non-conference wins. Evan, thanks so much for being on the show today, man. You're the best. You know, uh, you know, you mean so much to us, so we really appreciate having you on. Right back at you guys. All right, thanks. Carter Hill across the way. Evan Hughes was on set. Zach Mackey producing behind the scenes, messing everything up, but he was on set before <laughs> this. Thanks so much to these guys who mean so much to us uh, coming on set today. Thanks for being with us, Hokie Nation. On your drive home, we'll see you on Friday. TSL Today on a Wednesday from Blacksburg.